Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello and welcome to the From the Finney podcast with Ollie, Jimmy and me, Jake. We are going to talk about tonight's... uh, Well, it was a shit performance, wasn't it? But yeah, we'll talk about that and and we've got a few other points to talk about as well. Uh, So yeah, enjoy. How are we, fellas? Are we good? As good as we can be after that? No, I'm not good. It's a good Um, job you're not in South Ribble anymore, isn't it, Jim? What's that? It's a good job you're not living in South Ribble anymore. Bloody hell, mate. Yeah. (laughs) I'll let Ollie talk for most of this tonight, mate. I'm there. Uh, yeah. yeah. There's been a lot of uh, lot of tweets aimed at me. Must be quite a popular guy, so I've got a lot to say. <laughs> got a lot to say tonight. In fairness, pal, when do you not have a lot to say? That's very true. It is. But it's also why we're here. It's why we're here. Um, yeah, I think, Jim, before we were recorded, well, we are, we were recording, but it won't make the final edit, but I think you, you summed it up quite nicely. I think, yes, it, 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 was, it was a bad night. We got beat. Alex Neal's been outdone tactically from start to finish, but I think for the vast majority, and myself as well, it, it's the manner of the defeat and the way that it's sort of we've gone about it. That's the most frustrating thing for me. Um... You know, from minute one, we've been dominated by Blackburn, um, which really pains me to say, as, as you, you guys and I think everyone listening to the podcast will understand. Um, or, let's not forget, all listening to Radio Lanks before the game. Or, yeah, Andy Bays did me. <laughs> Thanks, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Talk about putting me on the spot. You don't like Blackburn, do you? No, no, I don't. <laughs> um, um, but, yeah, they, they did us from minute one. Um I think their front three really caused a lot of problems. None of us were expecting to see Gallagher in the team when we recorded on Sunday. And I think you've seen in the first 10 seconds that, you know, the ball was aimed straight for Gallagher against Rafferty and conceded a corner literally within nine seconds of the game. And I think that was just the start. You know, they dominated the game. Lewis Holtby in the midfield, you've just got to stand up and applaud him. Um, it was fantastic mm. ran the game and and that's it nil-nil as well as when, when the, obviously when we went down to 10 men you know he got brought off after 70 minutes because he'd he'd done his damage same with Armstrong um, but yeah we were second best I mean we were relying on the counter attack um, the you know I think we've the DJ's chance is 30 seconds before the red card and it's such a so you, you know you probably it, it, the game sort of froze, didn't it? It's mm-hmm. like it's like everything stopped, and you just expect him to put it in the bottom corner. And, and Did he think he was offside? I don't know. Um, it's the only it thing just, that I can think of because yeah, just, I, I don't see any other reason why he stalls like he did. But I that's when we're most vulnerable. That's when we're most vulnerable because we can't yeah. defend transitions, especially when just, you've got one of the worst physical defenders in the league against probably one of the most physically imposing wingers in the league. It's a complete yeah. mismatch. And like Jimmy said, they targeted it from the very first minute. Yeah, it was clear to um, see one. Well, yeah, yeah. And I suppose then you look at Nyambi's position as well. You know, he pins Sinclair in his own half. So then 
you've got you your attacking threat on the left is pinned in his own half because Nyambi's playing as a as a, a wing back essentially, and Rafferty's just on another another planet because you know he's he looked nervous every time he went near the ball tonight. Rafferty, it's just like he looked like a junior. That's the best way I can describe it. And I mean, we'll come on to the the, the red card and the penalty shortly, but I, I just find our defence tonight lacking badly. You know, we, Jimmy, I, if you look at the amount of engagements, tackles, um, you know, duels that Rafferty has, it's absolutely minimal. Mm. Because he hates being one on one in isolation in a wide area or you know in a defensive transition, and that was clearly their game plan. Um, yeah. And I've not seen a team set up better at Deepdale to sort of beat a press as Blackburn of tonight because that midfield three was outstanding. Holtby's played Champions League football, and you could probably tell, couldn't you? Yeah. Um, the angles that he created, and then Armstrong dropping off dropping off Hunt and Bauer, who were too scared to follow him because too scared to get too tight because they were going to penetrate him behind. Well, you saw that in yeah. the first half, didn't you? Nambi played that ball through the through the lines and Armstrong yeah. was just clear straight away from yeah. him. Yeah, talking more about like the, the build-up there, but like you said, one chance to slide him in and, um, you know, could have scored from it. But they basically had a 4 3 3 in midfield. And both wingers were just pinning our fullbacks and that allowed their fullbacks to get really high. And then it was just 2v1 with Reese completely isolated. So, you know, people have said, kind of criticise Alex Neal. He's been absolutely outdone tactically tonight. And he was, in, he was last season in the home game and he's brought Stockley on and he's thrown caution to the wind and it's worked out for him. Um, and then when, when you go down to 10 minutes, game over, isn't it, really? It's really naive by Rafferty. Take the foul on the halfway line if you're going to take the foul, but you know you don't want really to get in a foot race with Gallagher. Mm. Not being funny, like he's completely outpaced. Him. I think he's mistrust the angle of the ball as well. It's like yeah. he's he's just it's very cautious defending in the first place. It's a clever last touch by Gallagher as well, by the way, that takes yeah. him further, yeah. takes him get more direct in. towards goal and, and body blocks in the Rafferty off. Yeah, because yeah. uh, I, I suppose if he he knows then if if Rafferty even touches him. Then he's down and he's got Which, a penalty. Which is all he's done, to be fair. Before he pulls the trigger. It's but not it's like he's got... No, yeah, of course it is. But it's not like Raf's got a handful of his of his shirt and tugged him back. Gallagher's, Gallagher's won the penalty. Yeah. Yeah, correct. Absolutely. And it's a red card all day. It's not even a debate. It's, <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a, <laughs> I've seen some people trying to make it a debate on Twitter. Oh, come on. It's a, it's, it, he's got made no intent to, to play the ball. So double jeopardy goes straight out the window at that point. And it's yeah. a clear penalty. It's, he's made contact with the man in the area without having any intent to go for the ball. Yeah. It's the most obvious red card and penalty that we're going to get. Yeah. And I, I don't see how anyone can argue it. Said on I, Radio like, Lanks before the game, Ben Davis there. That doesn't happen if Ben Davis is playing. Absolutely. Because he's so quick. Or, or if you're playing a back three. I said on a podcast on Saturday, I thought he'd go to a back three because, you know, Hunts and Bauer, it, it's just scary against that front three. Yeah. Um, I thought he'd just put the extra man in their story just to protect protect the others. Um, and then Rafferty doesn't get isolated as much because you've got a spare man inside him. Um, obviously, he went three at the back in the second half. But obviously too late by then. But it's you know Brown's got a got a suspension. Rafferty's suspended. 
Fisher's probably going to get a ban. Who knows what happens with that? Hughes injured, apparently. So what? It'll be he's got to go. He's got to go three at the back on Saturday and play Barky and another wing back. He might have to. Yeah. Well, Darnell's gone off injured as well tonight. Hamstring's cramping up again. It's a massive issue. Did you see Dolan basically breeze past him there? Yeah. Um, major concern really. Uh, Shocked to see him on on the team sheet. Yeah, I was. Uh, I'm quite surprised with. Appealed it. I just, I'm not sure on what grounds we're appealing it. That'll be interesting in terms of it'll be interesting. There'll be a wording in the appeal, Jake, that Mm. we're appealing it on this, even if it's to try and get down to two or one games. I was going to say that that's the only thing I can think is trying to get it down to two games. But if he's out injured longer than that anyway, then yeah, or Patterson's put something in, or Patterson said something around it, and he's given a statement maybe, and, and that gives North End. Some sort of de- degree of leeway or whatever, yeah, to, yeah. to give us something, uh, some sort of grounds of appeal. Um, because yeah, it's just it's a strange one, it was strange at the time, but yeah, I just found it quite deflating tonight. And you know what, we've been beat by a better team, you can't yeah, really fair, say fair. fair than that. The, the thing is, when you concede the second so early in the second half, you're 2 0 down against 10 men against a team who's popping it about with the most informed striker in the league. Surely you've got to be pragmatic and just accept the defeat there. I know it's frustrating and it's not what fans want to see, but it's damage limitation, surely, at that point. Yeah. I've had a debate with someone tonight. It's like, you know, saying no, Alex Neal should be doing more, he should be going for it. Yeah. I don't understand how Alex Neal can do anything different at that point. You know, it's like Chef Wins, you mentioned before, we recorded all it. You know, Chef Wins did exactly the same on Saturday. They just sat in at 5 3 1 and said, right, if we can get one on the break. Great. That's that's isn't it? It's that's a break. Yeah, but it, it, it's still keep, it's keeping you in the game. The longer you're keeping a game at 1-0, the better, because you still give yourself a chance. Yeah. Um, but as soon as the second goal goes in, it's game over. The, yeah. the, it's as simple as that. You know, something I, I put in the group, our group, I said, we're crying out for half-time. Yeah. You know, we, we needed half-time probably five minutes before Rafferty makes the mistake, because we, were, we, we weren't good. You know, we, we, it was a. We've been done. That you know, we've said it before, yeah. and yeah. we've just been completely done. And I think we're getting at half time. I think he goes three five one one. I think he goes DJ just behind Reese, and and shows it up a little bit in midfield. Mm. You know, and probably puts story on and goes with that back three or whatever he wants to do to to get it to a three five two shape. And um, and I think then you've probably give yourself a chance in that second half at nil-nil. Yeah. It's, you know, the 45 minutes that's just been played previously is gone. You know, it's a diff- it's, it's nil-nil, you've got a 45-minute game ahead of you. And you know what? If you can grab an early goal, then you'll probably see the game out, you'll manage the game well. But, you know, it's criminal, that, that penalty decision and, and personal decision by Joe Rafferty tonight is criminal and it's cost us the game. Yeah. A derby game, which means a lot to the fans. You know, I've, I've seen a lot on Twitter tonight about it be quite toxic in detail tonight, and it probably would be. Let's be honest. If if someone had made that sort of decision in the forty fourth yeah, minute, the ground of the game, would have been the ground would have been empty by 75, 80 minutes. That have been whoever was left that have been booing them off the pitch. Well, absolutely, yeah. But I think uh, you know you'd have had the, the odd Pratt that have clapped Rafferty off. But I think a lot of people would have, have given quite a bit of stick. Yeah, you know, because what's he, what's he, what's he thinking? 
Why? What? Why? Why even get yourself into not the first time? Deal with it in first. Deal with it in the first phase. This this is exactly what we said two three weeks ago. Whenever it was post Huddersfield, he's done the exact same thing tonight. He 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 needs to bring the man down earlier on. Instead, he's let it. He's he's got too far. Too too. He's gotten too close to the box, and tonight it's resulted in a red card and a penalty. He's a really poor defender. Well, we've been we've been accused of agendas for. Months, I don't months personally. I don't care. Um, you know, just watch the game. Simple yeah. as that, isn't it? Yeah, he's, he's 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 really poor. Um, it's, it's, but I think something we've, we've also mentioned is about squad depth, and I think that's really coming to yeah. fruition well, now, was, isn't it? Yeah. Sorry. Can I just say you have to separate ninety minutes from the overall situation here? Yeah. Yeah, because we've, so not, we've not been as bad as tonight as we have tonight for Jake, a long time. So Jake, you, of course, you can't look at it. I, um, I, I think this is the worst night under Alex Neil. Yeah, no doubt about it. In my Seventy-two opinion. hours ago, we won a championship game and went twelfth, and now we're fifteenth, and we've won four and eight, and we've lost four and eight. It, it's exactly where we are. It's exactly where we are. It really is exactly where we are. I think, I think you look at the injuries tonight. Eight injuries tonight. Both Bens are fucking massive players. You're getting a man setting off at half time. There's no depth to the squad. We've signed yeah. two players in twelve months. Yeah. We've got you know, three kids on the bench tonight. Yeah, it's what and you know, I, I do back Alex Neal because he's a very, very good coach and he improves players and he develops players and he's only gonna get better as a coach. And I can understand the frustrations because you know we are struggling at the minute in certain games but think about this why are we 15th is it because of Alex Neal or is it because of all the issues you know that, that he's not in control of and I we tend to say it's a lie because Alex Neal has got this team for 7th and 9th with better players and with backing and if, if you if you slowly peel that away Which and you let it run down to the situation happen. it is now mm. the most hectic championship in history of the game you know 11 games in 40 days. We've got no depth. This is our own doing. Sacking mm-hmm. the manager now is going it to... It could go very wrong if we sack the manager now. Very, very dangerously wrong. It, if we sack the manager now. The thing is, as well, I think... Uh, I don't think that happens because fans aren't in stadiums. I think if fans are in stadiums, I think that it's an increased chance of that happening. Because increased chance of what, sorry? Oh, there's no getting sacked. Getting sacked if fans are in stadiums. Yeah. Or... I think because because they aren't, and Trevor Hemmings or Peter Ridsdale, whoever it is that ultimately makes that final decision, probably the pair of them, they they're not going to be asked about two thousand, three thousand, four thousand people on social media. They don't care about that. It's the the thing for me, Jake. Alex Neil is never going to get us relegated. I don't care if people think it's you know shocking or whatever. He's uh, not going to get. He's not going to get us relegated. I, I agree with you, but I think don't never say never. No, he's never going to no, get relegated. Jake, Jake, he, uh, Jake he's, he's, he's far too good. I, 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 compl- I completely agree with you, but when, well, like you just said, if you strip away slowly the quality and you don't replace it, if Pearson, Davis, both go, DJ, say they all go in January, right? And we're left with exactly what we said we've got, which is a mid-table side. There's, there's nothing to say that you can't hit a bad run of form because you've seen it. Look at Derby. They're better than bottom of the league. 
Yeah. They're better than bottom of the league. You know, you, there's nothing to say you can't hit a bad run of form or you, you, whatever. And, yeah. and even though, yes, the manager is good enough to keep us up, things happen. And, and it but could the, happen, the, which is why I say never yeah, say never but, in but that regard. I don't think fe- it'll happen. This feels just extremely reactive to me. I know it's very frustrating 90 minutes, but, you know, we're banging the middle of the league. Um I, I, I can't really say much more. I'm not going to apologise for backing Alex Neil. No, and, and if anyone, if anyone's, you know, I'm and, strongly, and none I'm of us strong. will because because none of us want the manager sacked. Everyone can have their own opinion. You two yeah. can have your own opinion. I'm just not going to apologise for thinking he's the right man. Let's be honest. It'll be a fucking massive achievement to finish top half this season with everything going on. Yeah, I think what tonight has highlighted, and it's a very reactive highlight to be honest but it's something that we've harped on quite on about is these contract situations and the fact we haven't we, mm. you know you mentioned it just then Ollie you know we've signed two players in 12 months mm. Scott Sinclair and Emil Reese, and we've you know Alex Neal was after a left back gone for 18 months ago you know he's been after a right back this, this window just gone he's we'll after players we'll, he's we'll, after players and we've got these players on our books such as Billy Bowden you know, Louis Moll in the, in the 20s, David 25. David, David Nugent. Nugent. We're still paying him God knows how much a week. You know, we've, we've got these players within our squad that aren't, you know, they're League One players, you know, and if you've got aspirations of being a, even a mid-table championship team, this is when we're going to get, you know, the bones are going to get exposed over the next two, three games. And, it, it, you know, I, I don't want us to be reactive as a fan base when we, we play Watford and Bournemouth, two teams that are in decent form at the minute, come down from the Premier League. Yeah. And, you, you know, you ex- you see how exposed our squad becomes. You know, I, I can pretty well. much guarantee, I can pretty much guarantee that some of these young lads are going to end up playing because yeah. we've got that many injuries. You know, we've got eight already. Then you've yeah. got Darnell to add into that tonight as well. Yeah. That's nine. I think... Um, Alan, Alan Brown gets banned. That's 10 players you're missing out of your right. 25-man squad. <laughs> Rafferty, that's 11. So 11 yeah. out of your 25-man squad are injured or suspect or unavailable. So you've got 14 senior pros, three of which are goalkeepers, right? So we're massively exposed at this moment in time. I don't you think know, you can blame that on the manager. You can't because yes. he's, he's trying to get the players in. He's identified the talent he wants through Joe Savage, his head of recruitment, and he's not getting the players he wanted. And mm. he's stuck with players on his books and in his squad that I don't think getting... Yeah, the majority of championship teams, unfortunately. Yeah, I don't think they're the, getting a lot of the, League One teams. The, le- the left hand side start is the left hand of death tonight. <laughs> Huntington and Rafferty. I've watched a lot of League One football this season. We're, 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 we're very complacent if we think we can't get better. Um, they're really poor, really against. And I think tonight probably just showed, you know, Rovers have invested recently. Um, you know, they made some good signings and that's probably just... Um, it's not snap, just recently with Rovers either though. They bought Armstrong, no, uh, they bought Brereton and they've yeah. improved as players. They they invested in that, in over, that potential. Over, over summer though, years. I think they've had some key contract extensions and, yeah. you know, they've made some quality signings. You know, they signed Holtby recently. Tribal's a very good player. Um, you know... Been promoted, what, two, three times out of this league and he's a yeah, left... Harvey player. Elliott's come in and I think that's sort of epitomised tonight the directions that the clubs are going in. Completely different. Yeah. Completely um, different. Let's just talk a little bit about recruitment. Um, I think we've spent 20 minutes or whatever talking about tonight. 
everyone knows what tonight was, but thing something that sort of stuck with me, I, I can't remember whether it was when me and you had Peter on the podcast, Jimmy, or when it was when I was at the training ground talking to him, but something that he said that sort of I've been mulling over that I'll put to you two was that he's he's not a fan of big turnover in, in players coming and going. But do you, would you say, I mean, for me, it is complacency from the club, but to, to sort of put that on record, yeah, I'm not a fan of mass incomings, mass outgoings. I know the fans want to say it, blah, blah, blah. To put that on record, but then not to follow up and pay your best players at the club what they want to keep them at the club. When they're running down the contracts, when Mm -hmm. you're going to be in a position where it's inevitable that there's going to be a a big turnover of players and you're going to be in that position. Um, Yeah, this isn't going to end well. No, absolutely not. And we've said that in summer. We thought Alex Dean would probably leave in summer. Let's not forget that. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised he's still at the club because I I sort of envisaged that something like this could happen if you weren't careful. I can't remember, it was one of you on the podcast maybe a couple of six weeks ago, two months ago, said injuries could stack up very quickly. I think, um, I think that was me, I think. Yeah, and as Jimmy just said, you know, it could be 10 injuries by, 10 injuries and suspensions by the weekend. It's, it's, well, it's 11, know. isn't it? It's a, it's a first team, Yeah, starting 11. Yeah, Alex Neal has been on record saying he'll pay the players, he would pay the players what they want as well. He wants them to sign a contract, simple as that. Yeah, I, I don't think... Uh, I think I've seen people it's, saying... It's oh, absolutely piss poor, this. You can see when the um, the players, the managers losing the players. I don't think there's any of that. No, not for me. Obviously, people can have their own interpretations. I've had someone saying they weren't trying tonight. If you don't try in a championship football game, you get beat 10-0. Yeah. You know, we've been beaten 3-0. It's a poor result, but, you know, if you don't try, if you don't run, if you don't tackle, if you don't head the ball, you get beat 10-0. Simple as that. Yeah. The championship takes no prisoners. You know, we've lost 3-0 with 10 men. Yeah, I think just on recruitment, I think it's just highlights that, you know, our lackadaisical approach to it, you know, especially contracts. You know, some someone said to me about three months ago, and I, I didn't it's just stuck with me really like all this time. He said none of this would have happened under Derek in terms of his contract situation. He had tied him down months ago and not given him a choice. Because you either, at that point, you either tout their services out and you get money for them or they sign on. Yeah. And I know everyone criticised Derek Shaw and, and what have you, but I just think it's, we've expected the players to sign. You know, they've not made any... Um, Noise that they want to leave, I think, was the quote that Peter. Not many noise that they want to stay, though, have they? No, exactly. Uh, but the rumours obviously never went away in the summer about you know the Celtic link, the Rangers for, for Ben Davis, obviously the German link for Ben Davis, the the Rangers link with with DJ, and um, I think the only two players that weren't linked were, were Pearson and Brown, um, even though they they were out of contracting what eight months, seven eight months time now. Yeah. I so think, my concern, my big concern, is that we get to the first of January, and all of a sudden, you know, Ben Davis signs a, a deal in Germany, Daniel Johnson signs a deal in, in Scotland straight away, mm-hmm. doubling the money, you know, more money than we we'd, we can ever pay. We'll come out and we'll say, well, we've offered him 
you know, great deals to stay, which we probably have. We might have offered them, you know, competitive deals compared to, you know, the, the highest paid player at the club. Yeah. It, However, it's too little too late. Yeah. You know, we should have done this. You know, we probably said back in February, March, when, you know, I started coming on the podcast, we've got a problem in 18 months' time because yeah. it's proactive. Yeah. It's proactive thinking. You've got in business. You've got to be proactive. You can't yeah. just react for six months and think, "Oh shit!" You know, it's like it's like a business reacting now, thinking, "Oh crap, Brexit's in five weeks, and we've not done anything about it." Yeah. Yeah. You know, and when you might trade heavily with the EU, like a football club does. Yeah. You know, we can't trade heavily with the EU under these new rules and regulations. You know, Emil, we're not getting another Emil Reese because of the rules that are coming into, into play in English football. So we need to fucking wake up because this is. This is we've sleep we've slept walked into this. Mm, yeah. You know, this is this is not something that's a shock to anyone what's happened because yeah. we've all known it's coming. So the, the I'm thing a little is, bit aghast about it to be the, fair. The thing it is me. this isn't like it's five of your five of your squad players who you're umming and ahhing about. This is your five best players. Yeah. They are our five best players. There's not a better player tied down than them five players. They're your five best players. And Joshua Silva recently signed a new four-year deal at Brentford. He had three years left on his current contract. Yeah, because they wanted to keep him. Because yeah. the best way I can describe it, or it is... even Jimmy, you either want to keep him, or you can sell him in summer for ten, fifteen million pound. You protect your assets. It's, it's, exactly. You don't let it go into the last twelve months with your best players with the cards in their hands. Because this is what happens. Players probably aren't going to risk themselves through injury. You know. We don't know how fit Ben Davis and Ben Pearson are. If they sign three-year deals, they might be pushing themselves to get through these games. You don't know. Absolutely. And, and, and this is how you get into the situation we are in now. With the, Let's not forget, the manager made loads of noises about this in summer. He's only just dried up recently about expressing his frustration about it. I think in the build-up to this, he was expressing his frustration just in a backhanded way. Yeah. His comments about Rovers, they've, yeah. you know, saying they've... They've they've signed well. They've they've recruited really well. They've got strength in depth. They've brought in quality players. It was yeah. to me that was that was a manager that was pissed off. That was mm. saying, "Look at this club down the road. Mm. They've done everything we should be doing." The thing is, not though, doing it. the thing is, because he is such a good coach, we will go and get results away at Reading, away at QPR, away at Huddersfield. Yeah. Because he is such a good coach, we will win games. And then people think the issue isn't that bad. And when we lose games, I think it's his fault. Um, so Alex Neal cannot win. Yeah, I've just done he's, a little. He's bit fighting of a massive uphill battle. I've just done a little bit of digging there, mate, about summer transfer window. There's only two clubs in the league that signed less than five players. Us and Bournemouth. Mm. Us and Bournemouth. Bournemouth signed two. We signed Emil. That's it. But every other club in the league has signed at least five players. So mm. you've got to have a two because what's the point yeah. in, in not freshening up your squad? People yeah. just get complacent and they just get you know. To just keep, you know, they know there's no competition. Then, if you at least bring in a couple. Another thing, another thing, you know, when you don't freshen up your squad, you get easy to play against. Yeah. Teams know how you play. Teams know what your strengths are. They know what you need. Teams cotton on, and you can't change it up because you haven't. You you've got the same players. You've not got the personnel to change anything. You just become stale. Honestly, that's the best way. You do. You know. I saw there was a graphic I saw the other day on experimental three six one. I think ninety eight percent of the minutes this season were played last season by the same players. I think 
the, I think the second club was like 90% of minutes were played by the same players. You know, we are massively, massively outliers in terms of lack of freshness. And people wonder why clubs have now cottoned on how to play against us. You know, it's so, so frustrating. And obviously, Alex Neil can do more, but he has tried it. He's gone on the weekend. He's gone, you know, free at the back at half time. He's gone free at the back at half time tonight. He's gone free at the back at Huddersfield away. He's played a diamond at times. He's played different systems. He's played Gallagher and DJ as your deepest two midfielders against Birmingham. You know, he's tried different fullback combinations. He's tried different wide player combinations. What more can he do with the players he's got? He's going to get it wrong sometimes. Yeah. But then we'll still go and win four, four games in eight and we'll sit 15th in the table. I think the other thing is when he's, when he's going to 3-5-2, it does become a little bit square pegs round holes because the personnel he's putting in mm. are probably not the right people to be able to play in that system as well. You know, a back, we've ended the game tonight with Jordan Story, Patrick Bauer and Paul Anderson as a back three, which can't move. You know, Darnell was injured for 10-15 minutes and we had a back three that couldn't move. Bauer's carrying an injury. Well, I think we. I think it's so obvious to see yeah, tonight. We, we've said it a few times. Well, he just looks so off the pace. Alex, Alex Neils tonight said, Gally tweaked his hamstring yesterday. Uh, ben Pearson tried to train yesterday, but he was struggling. And Ben Davis has literally done one session back, so it wasn't worth risking him as he's already been out for a significant period. Yeah, I think... And ben... to continue that quote, George Hodgson at Lanks Live, um, as he tends to do, gets the full quote instead of 50% of it like the Yeah. Anyway, um, so he, he said, Ben Davis has done one day of training. I can't risk any of them. I'm going into the next game, as we've said, without a fit fullback. Ben Pearson has said in his post-match on Saturday, it's so hard to get training, training days in. And yeah. we've said it, I said it on the podcast the other week. You play on Saturday, you're recovering Sunday. Pre-game on, pre-game on Monday, game Tuesday, recovery Wednesday, Thursday, travel Friday, game Saturday, repeat. You know, it's so hard to get players on pitch, on the training pitch. Yeah. Yeah, it's a tough period. Very tough. Um, but we knew it, but we knew it was going to happen. We, again, mate, we, we said for two weeks ago, I think it was, you know, we've got, we've got nine games in 28 days. You know, this is not, this shouldn't be a shock. The fixture list came out, you know, before a ball had even been kicked. Yeah. About how intense, it, you know, you only have to look at a fucking calendar and think, I've got a lot of games in that period of time. I'm going to need a fit squad and I'm going to need, a, you know, a physically, you know, ready squad that can, that can compete in the championship, which is already a demanding league as it is, and be able to compete in the top half at this moment in time. We've just, we, you know, we've got a mid-table championship squad. And shock horror, we're in the mid-table. Yeah, you know, we've, we've been spoiled by Alex Neal's great coaching in the past few years. And development of players. Yeah, and let me because... just make this absolutely clear, by the way. I am not kissing Alex Neal's arse tonight because I've said he has got it wrong tonight. Yeah. But I do not want Alex Neal to be sacked because we'd be in deep shit if he was sacked. You'll still get pelters, mate. So... I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> I, know, I, know, I know you you've don't. Got, you've got to stand by what you think is the right thing. Yeah. Look, we're six points off the playoffs and we're seven points off the drop. We're mid-table. You know, what? there's nothing... You can't say anything more or less. You know, this is what we need to... Sort of, it's a reality check for everybody, yeah. you know, that, that thinks we should be a top-six side. Because I, I think the, the only thing I would say on that, Jim, is that I hope it's a reality check for those at the club because 
January is massive. There's, there's club, no... The club are happy to stay in the league. Yeah. Well, yeah. Why, why do you, you don't... The thing they is, are. right? They yeah, they are. Not, that's they why, that's why I've not said anything, because what else can you say to that? They'll keep banging the, oh, we've got Premier League ambition drum, but they'll... The they'll club are happy to stay in the happy. league. Yeah. Look, you, can say at... you've, you can say you've made, got a new training ground. Our training ground was stuck in the 1990s. We need a new training ground. Yeah. You look at the top eight in the league, and I, I look at all eight teams, and there's probably only Reading that probably don't deserve to be there, but it's because of their great start that they're there. You know, Norwich and Bournemouth have just come down from the Premier League. Bristol City, you know, Premier League infrastructure at the, at the club, you know, and, and are spending money. You know, they've, they've, backed, they've backed bloody Stumpy to a, a, a massive degree, you know, with the amount of money that he spent. And, and then Dean Holden's getting backed. Swansea City, you know, conceded seven goals in 12 games. Flying, you know, mm-hmm. fourth in the league. Watford, just coming down from the Premier League. Yeah. Been there for, five, been there for what, five, six years? Uh, if not Bournemouth, longer? Bournemouth and, and Watford have been, for the best part of the last 10 years, have been mid-table Premier League clubs. Exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the top nine, Jimmy. Are you looking at the top nine? From ninth, no, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna finish. I'm gonna finish at eighth because I know who's in ninth. Um, Stoke City, obviously Premier League club, Premier League infrastructure. Back the manager, Brentford. Back the manager, recruit well. You know, have sold well. Team in ninth, play a very similar, similar club to us, Luton. <laughs> Smallest club, eleven, twelve thousand every week. Good, good manager, and back the manager. Yeah, you know, exactly. the back the manager the last two transfer windows. You know, look at the players that they brought in this summer. They've brought in over 10 players. James Bree, Tom Lockyer, Jordan Clark from Accrington, um, Norrington Davis on loan from Sheffield United, Jewsby Hall, Jewsby Hall from Leicester City, Joe Morell from Bristol City, brilliant centre midfielder. Um, Jack Chambers, you know, Osho, Addy, Pereira, Nonby. You know, they've brought in players. So it's not like they've... They've not slept walked into an issue yeah. like we have. You know, you look at teams like Barnsley, for example. They've spent, they've spent over a million pounds on Herbie Kane. Well, you know, I don't get it. I don't get, you know, and this, they've brought in seven players. This, this transfer window just gone. And, and kept hold of some of their best players. Mm-hmm. They've, they've given Collie Woodrow a new contract. He was yeah. out of contract in the summer that we're thinking, oh, we can snap him up because he's going to be fairly cheap because he's got 12 months left of his deal. Lo and behold, this signs a new three-year contract. Yeah. Fucking hell. Sorry for swearing, guys, but it, I'm frustrated tonight. I'm, I'm frustrated by the performance, but then you start... It, it's like an onion. You start peeling back all the layers, and then all of a sudden... You realise that, yeah. You just see the massive steaming turd of shit that's in the middle of it. <laughs> yeah. um, just just one question to you both. Obviously, there's, there's a lot of... Um, back and forth about our home record. Yes, it needs to improve. There's no doubt about that. But are either of you two actually that bothered by it? We're not. Yes. Wouldn't, wouldn't, I, I'm, I'm not. I can't, I, can't, I can't look at a game as a home game and an away game and get arsed by it because we're not there. But if it goes back to what we said before. We've signed two players in 12 months. Teams have caught on how to play against us. And Alex Neal has not yet come up with a solution. Is well, it how really can more, he? Is it, it's, it's, like, it's like looking at... Is it really more complicated than that? We've gone down to 10 men in two home games and they've both killed us, by the way. Mm. Mm. Uh, come on, just... Um, right, yeah. 
but just, if, just if on, you, your home form, on your home form point, yeah, yeah, I, am, on. I am concerned about it. And it does I, I'm concerned me. about it, but I'm, I'm not getting worked up about it like a lot of people are. There's no point getting worked up because uh, I know this sounds really strange, but we as fans at this moment in time can't influence it. Which is we why can't influence, it's not we can't influence anything. I, it winds me up because we've scored two goals. You know, there's only Derby who've scored less goals than us in the league. And there's only Derby that have, scored, that have achieved less points than us in the league at home this season. Um, it bothers me, but I think, I think everything... But if, if, it's really strange lockdown and this not being in games because I think the highs are higher in, in a way because you're you yeah. buzzing, you, you know, because... We, we've I, I don't know why because, we, because, yeah, we because nothing nothing else. yeah but the lows feel lower and because probably for the same I, reason I think it's because you can't influence it as well because you're out of control of the situation you know and because when you're there at, at the ground you can give grief to the manager you can give grief to the referee you can give grief to the opposition you know if the ball comes to you you can hold on to it for a couple of seconds before throwing it back or out of you. you you're there you're in the moment you're in the zone but when you're stuck at home, you, all you can do is harp on social media and have, have, a, have a go. Or in, you feel a lot more emotional, um, emotional about the situation. I, I actually feel the opposite way, me. I've, since I've been watching games from home, I think you can just understand what's going on in the game a lot more. And it, you're a lot calmer because you can objective, objectively look at a game and understand why teams are winning games, why teams are losing games. Yeah, You can, I get that you can see the picture a lot more at home. If I'd have gone there tonight, I'd have thought, you know, we were just shocking tonight and I'd been fuming on the way home, but... But you, the, a lot of our fan base would then be able to vent their frustration at the referee, the players, the manager, whatever they want. But because they're having to channel that frustration on social media, mm. you know, or kick the cat, one of the two, <laughs> because that's, that's the only two things you can really do in it, really, at this moment in time. Apologies for any cat owners. Jake um, but you know what I mean that's that's the only thing you can do you can have a pop on social media you can have a good rant about it you can call for the manager's head or you can kick the cat or the set a whatever you want to do I don't think people, you know what get, I mean? people aren't getting as buzzing when we win though I don't think and I think that's because they're letting the negatives outride the positives because it, you know we've, it, we've put in some good performances this season you it know, doesn't help us winning a game and then losing a the game with no draws because people are so up and down. Mm. Yeah. It's one extreme to the next, isn't it? Yeah. But the um, thing is not to get too extreme either way. Well, people just can't help it sometimes. Um, right, a few questions for you. Don't Please don't take too long answering them, because this is going to be well, a late one anyway. Well, we'll go 30 seconds then. Um, right, got one from Jordan Wilson on Twitter. Um, Ollie, I'm going to aim this one at you, because he's followed it up with... Uh, he just wants to hear your response. So... Football is an entertainment business. Do we play entertaining football? And if not, are the fans are the fans who doubt Neil right to doubt him and want more entertaining football? Can Neil give us more entertaining football? Sorry, is this for me? Yeah. Fans can feel how they want about Alex Neil. Like if you're not stimulated by, you know, very intelligent tactical performances, then you know, you don't have you don't have to be stimulated by that I think we've scored second or third most away goals in the league I think we've scored second least home goals in the league um, we're joking cheese home and away I think we've been very entertaining away do you not? well 
that's one for Jordan to let you I know. Think we, I think we've been shocking at home, but I still think some of the games have been very interesting at home. Like he's gone, he's gone three at the back against Stoke and changed it up. He's gone three at the back second half against Sheffield Wednesday. He's tried something different against Birmingham with Galli and DJ in there. You know, it's not like he's just set up every game. 4-2-3-1. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and obviously, you can look at the goals and say, you know, it's been poor and it has been poor. And obviously, the football could be better. But, you know, you also need to get results. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Jimmy, this one's for you. Go on. From uh, someone that you know, um, Andrew Dodwell, at Andy Dodders on Twitter. Christ. Um, he says, name the last game you thought, and I'm going to swear here, I apologise, if there's any kids listening, you might want to... Well. Cover their ears. Um, he, he says, name the last game where you thought, fuck me, we were good today since QPR last season. I'd just like to point out before you answer that, we got beat at home by QPR last season. Oh, okay, yeah, so the last, game, the last game that we played well in. Is that what he's asking? Basically, yeah. Where, where was the last game you thought, fuck me, we were good today? Reading away. Two games ago. Yeah. Or when, maybe, when a little, th- when, maybe a little when, bit further back. What about... When we won 3-0. Or QPR away when we won 2-0 on the what, 21st of October. What you know, about a little bit ago. further back than that? Or Brentford away when yeah. we won 4-2 on the 4th of October. You know, seven weeks ago. And we were 2-0 down as well. Norwich I, game wasn't just, bad. It's just very reactive, yeah. Norwich game when we drew, wasn't Garby it? It's very reactive. Garby in the cup was very enjoyable. I know these are all um, away games I've just mentioned, but we've just mentioned about our own form. You know, we've not played well at home. We, we've played all right. I thought, we've, I thought personally, we played quite well on Saturday, but, you know, you look at the opposition and, you know, they, it was damage limitation. We kept the ball well. We did what we had to do to get the three points. Um, I don't understand, you know, the, the need to go for hell for leather and try and get caught on the break and you know potentially not not get all three points. Yeah. So, you know, there's four away wins where we've played really well this season. Um we just need to Yeah, we, we don't get me wrong, we haven't played well at home. You know, I think every man and his dog can see that. We've won one game since that QPR game at home, I believe. Or two, sorry, Birmingham and um Chef Wednesday. Yeah. So we you know we're not playing fantastic at home but I think we've just covered quite a lot of the points as to reasons behind why we're probably not playing well at home because you know the, the manager I don't think people got are so interested many, people aren't interested in the reasons I know but the, you know the managers can't do anything with blunt tools no you know? I think but I think like Ollie said I don't, I don't think people are too interested a lot of people have formed their own opinions already and they but don't I, they I, don't want to change I, 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 I get that to a degree but I also think, you know, you've got to form an educated opinion as well. You can't be so emotionally reactive to say we've lost today Neil out, or you know we're not we've we've not won a we've only won one of the last ten home games, whatever it is now Neil out, because the form in general is going to be top is going to be up and down. Yeah, you know it's we're in a situation where we've never been in before with this lockdown and, and no fans. And you know what? I thank the Lord that next week or the week after, whenever it's going to be, there's going to be fans back in grounds because whether they're home fans or away fans or not, it doesn't matter. Having some deg- degree of real atmosphere in a ground is going to help us, I, I, I think. Yeah, it's just some, and, some degree of a return to normalcy, isn't it? 
because I, I think everyone's craving that at the moment. Yeah, yeah, it's just one of them things, isn't it? Really, it's just um, what can you do? But yeah, I, just on, on that, you know, we have played well <laughs> the, the, in, in games since QPR. You know, we didn't play well that day either. But Alex Neil got his tactics wrong, as we covered on the podcast back in March. So we just need to move on, guys. Yeah, where's it gone? Uh, I'll answer this one from at. In fact, I'm not even going to shout out his Twitter because I don't yeah, want to... Yeah, it's a lot of waste of time, him. that. Um, someone's asked, are you going to criticise him on the podcast, him being Alex Neil, or are you scared of Uncle Riddler pulling you in for a meeting <laughs> again? No, we're not scared of Uncle Riddler pulling us in for a meeting again. We haven't been pulled in for a meeting at all. He's offered and volunteered his time to come on the podcast because fans wanted to hear what he had to say. And we've criticised Alex Neil, so I hope you've enjoyed it. One... I think it's quite a sensible one from Ian Cookson on Twitter. Usually, sensible guy. Usually is quite sensible. Realistically, how long do Trevor Hemmings and Peter Ridsdale give Alex Neil? In the past, we've sacked managers before when in much better positions. Have we? Yeah, I think Alan Irving was yeah. sacked in a better position, uh, personally. But, but Peter Ridsdale wasn't here then? No, no. I don't think Peter Ridsdale is the sort of guy that would hire and fire managers willy-nilly. No. Um, it's my personal opinion. I think he he gave Alex Neil a three-year contract with the permission of Trevor Hemmings for a reason because he's seen a three-year project in place. Um, whether the goalposts have moved in those three years, only Peter and Alex Neil and Trevor could probably tell you, to be honest with you. Um, I, I think we're in a, an unprecedented situation as it is off the pitch with these out of contracts that have never happened before in, in my 20 God knows how many years supporting North End. I've, I can't remember a time when we've had so many players out of contracts and such, it, I suppose, a degree of instability off the pitch, you know, in terms of this contract situation and the lack of incomings as well. Mm. No, so I think not, that's, no. massive, that's massively affecting us. I, 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 don't think we, I don't think we can take that away anymore. You don't so, want to. You don't want to create more uncertainty now by sacking the manager. Yeah, for me. it's I think, horrendous. I, I think if you if you want any of the five to sign, then you probably need to keep hold of the manager. If anything, yeah, because you know, say we sack him and we get a Paul Cook, for example. I, I don't see any of the five of them signing for Paul Cook or or another another manager, uh, Mark Appleton or whichever names get chucked in the ring. Um, so. I just think it's it's like it's like a bad storm, isn't it? You're going to get the odd wave that's going to get you wet, you know. And at the minute, we've not got we've not got a great umbrella, so we're going to get fucking wet. That is just the analogy we're going to have to use. We're going to get wet for a couple of weeks, but then the sun will come out, we'll dry off, and we'll, we'll be fine. No guarantee that the sun will come out. We're not well. There's no guarantee, but let's just hope it does. There, at least it'll cloud over and it might dry out. But <laughs> you know what I mean. It's just like we've just got to just got to get through these next few weeks. You know, stick together. It's going to be tough, but you enjoy know. the ride. Enjoy the ride. Yeah, yeah. Be thankful just, that football's <clears throat> being played. Exactly. It could be worse. We could be back in March and April, couldn't we? So that could yeah, be, I mean, you know, we had three months without the game. You know, and it was painful. So it's it's painful for guys who play it, you know, on a grassroots level at the minute because we've not been able to kick a ball for four weeks and start to get fat and unfit again after after getting back into it. So I have enjoyed my Saturday morning lie-ins. I'm not going to lie. I have not. 
I've been forced to watch Hey Dougie have, and you have a team. And, yeah, exactly. Well, hey Dougie and blooming bits and bobs been getting battered, mate. So you know what I mean. It's it's been tough yeah. for me, but get me back out on the pitch. But yeah, listen, just well, stick together. Stick together. Listen, keep supporting us. Keep giving us feedback. You know, don't leave us a one star review just because you you think that we we kiss Alex Neil's ass. You know. Say, We're not going to please everyone, but engage with us. Don't don't backhandedly slag us off on Twitter or Facebook. Engage with us. Talk to us. We can have a want. discussion. Do what you want. Well, yeah, do what you want, but do think about engaging with us before you do anything. Um, yeah. yeah, on that note, boys, that is the end. Thank you for it. Oh, go on, Jim. Last one. Um, just it on would be you, wouldn't both, it? it? Yeah, it would be, but on behalf of both of us, good luck this week, Holly. We know you've gone on private on Twitter for a reason, so good luck this week, mate. Yeah. And uh, Yeah, fingers crossed you smash it. That's why I swallowed textbooks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, just echo what Jimmy said, mate. Good luck. I know how much it means to you, and fingers crossed for you. Right, cheers, boys. Thank you very much. Is actually finished the short midweek podcast. <laughs>